This is Evangelist Glenda Camara. Welcome to the Secret Place Podcast, a division of Psalms 91 in 1 Ministry. Welcome to Extraordinary Wellness 365 Podcast with me, Lisa Eady, your wellness advocate. This is episode number 11. So today, I actually wanted to take the time to remind you of the dimensions of wellness that we have focused on in the last 10 episodes. And the reason I wanted to do that is because that has been seven dimensions. And many believe that there are eight dimensions of wellness. And I actually um, tend to agree with that in terms of thinking about the moving pieces in my own life. Um, So we have discussed spiritual, physical, emotional, intellectual, environmental, social, and occupational wellness. As you can hear, when you think about all of those areas of wellness, it should prompt us to really hone in on them and ask ourselves how we're doing, you know, do a a self-check to see how we're doing, how we're living. And if, if if we're not, what can we do about it if we're not living well? What can we do about it? So I hope some of the information that you have gained from the other seven dimensions of wellness have been able to benefit you in some way. So today it comes full circle as we discuss today's topic, which is financial wellness. Now, did you smile or cringe when I said financial wellness? It's okay either way. I first would like to say I'm not an expert on finances. I can only tell you what has worked for me and point you in the direction of some resources that may help you. What is financial wellness? It is not about having a six-figure job or a six-figure plus bank account. It is about having a good relationship with the money to wisely do what is needed and to use it sensibly to help others and to enjoy what is wanted. So what does that really mean, you ask? How we use money dictates how it can benefit us. So how do you know if you need to improve your financial wellness? If you are not paying your tithes, yes, I started with that one. Because I grew up in a Christian home and I was taught early on from my earnings to pay my tithes. As an adult, I have come to believe and know for myself that I paid um. 10% 10% of my tithes earnings to the church. And I would like to elaborate on that a bit. Malachi 3 and 10 was the scripture that my North Carolina church used during offering. And to sum it up, it meant for me to take care of God's house and he will take care of my house. When I was most financially unhealthy, I paid my tithes. All of my needs were met and even a few of my wants. I always accredit that to the word of God being true. I know sometimes when there is not enough to go around, it seems easiest to hold back on tides. Well, if it's not enough anyway, wouldn't you rather honor the one that has the power to take care of you? I I would, and I did, and I truly did it with a cheerful heart. I remember losing $600 once. It was lost during a time that I could afford to actually be without the $600. Now, I wanted my $600, but I was okay without it. Um, I get emotional when I think about this, but years later, as again, you've heard me say, when my position was eliminated and I was unemployed for a while, I was struggling a bit financially. I remember God waking me from my sleep and he showed me 
where that $600 was. All I could do is praise him and be grateful that I paid my tithes even when I had so little income. It was years between the time that I lost that money and the time that I found it. But he provided for my house and he did so for three years while I completed school. So think about that. If I had found that $600 when I didn't really need it, need it I probably would have spent it on what I wanted. But as God being so merciful, he allowed me to find it when I actually needed it. And I, that just moves me like no other um, because he is just good like that. It, it was one of those experiences that helped build my confidence in him. And I'm just so grateful for it. So he is indeed a good, good father, just like that. So if you are holding back, give that it may be given back to you. Another way to know whether or not you um, need to improve your financial wellness is if you are living paycheck to paycheck, you do not have a savings account or a stash you contribute to monthly. If every unexpected financial emergency catches you unprepared, if you are not contributing to your retirement, if you are the family breadwinner and have not set your family up to be cared for, if you cannot continue to provide, the provision can be for that can be savings, life insurance, disability insurance. You know, think about that, especially as an entrepreneur, if you are the breadwinner and you are injured, but you have no disability insurance to support the family or the business. That should be enough to cause anybody to gasp. I remember the first time I heard that, um, I thought, wow, as an entrepreneur and a breadwinner, if something happens to that person and they have nothing lined up to continue to carry them, what would happen to them and their family? Um, so that, that, that is just something to really think about. And so if you're, and another thing is if your spouse handles everything and you don't know one way or the other, where your, your household stands, that's another way to know, um, you need to improve your financial wellness. I know a few people who have no idea what financial condition their household is in because the spouse handles it all. They don't know passwords, account details, where insurance policies are, important where important papers are, banking information and the like. And many have had to face this harsh reality during the pandemic. So, you know, imagine the hardship of grieving the death the death of a excuse me, the death of a loved one while being frustrated and frantically looking for important information to move forward. So if you can say yes, as I mentioned those things above, then it's time to work on some financial wellness. A great place to start would be a financial wellness plan because the ultimate goal of it is to shift mindset and behavior. So once you have your mindset to achieve financial wellness, then there can be a shift in behavior by creating awareness of where you are currently with finances. You can start by documenting your monthly income and all your monthly expenses, plus those extras you like to splurge on or purchase. 
This is the first phase of awareness because it allows you to see the income you bring in versus all your monthly spending. Now, I must admit, if you know for certain you are financially unhealthy, then seeing it written may seem a bit daunting. But go through the process because it will benefit you in the long run. It is exactly what I did. And no, it did not feel good. But I tell you what, going through that process helped to prepare me for a husband (laughs) who is all about budgeting and having family meetings on the regular on budgeting. And so um, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for having started that process within myself because um, being in a household that really focuses on budgeting when that's not necessarily what I'm, I'm, I was totally driven by that. I could see where that could create a bit of angst or strain in the relationship. But because I started that process for myself and then combining with my husband, although some days I'm like, didn't we just talk about the budget three weeks ago? You know, sometimes though I I am, I say that to him, but I'm very grateful that we reassess our life on a regular to make sure we're on the same page on the um, same path that we're meeting goals. So that has been a blessing. Um, Awareness also allows you to see where you are currently spending your money. And if you were like I was at one time, you can clearly see where you're putting your money. And sometimes it's really not where it needs to go more so than where you're wanting it to go. So you're taking better care of your wants than your needs. So seeking knowledge and education and resources to establish financial goals is another way to help you on your path to financial wellness. This could be as simple as creating the monthly budget and an Excel spreadsheet There are free budget templates online that can be used in both Excel and Google spreadsheets. There are phone apps for budgeting and good old fashioned pen and paper, which combined with technology is my favorite. So I told you my husband and I like to go over the budget. So we made a decision because the pandemic has kept us from doing, um, usual spending on various things like going on vacation, dry cleaning, going out for dinner, um, gas, car maintenance. We have spent more money on our grocery budget without staying in the confines of the grocery budget limit. While it has not negatively impacted us um, due to saving elsewhere, it has impacted the fact that we we needed to revisit that part of our budget line and really talk about it. And so for us, we decided, hey, we need to up the grocery budget, but also stick with the grocery budget. So if you have just an example, if you have a grocery budget of $200, but because you're saving everywhere else, you decide to go and spend $300. That's not staying in the confines of the budget. Now, the reality of it is we did need to up the grocery line, budget line, because we were in more. We are in the house 
all day, every day, because we both work from home. And so that does require and warrant conversation for increase. But now that we have set a new budget line for grocery, we have committed to staying within that budget line. So I hope I made that clear. Um, so although we have been able to save across the board in many of the other areas, we also had to come to the realization that we have also had to spend more in other areas. For example, the household utility bills as well, like the grocery bill and electricity and those things alike. So it warrants coming back to the table to revisit the budget. So the purpose then of a budget is to help you to know where you are in spending your money to help you become debt free and to save. Another resource to establish financial goals would be seeking advice from a financial advisor and or adding another stream of income to support achieving your financial goals. Finally, promoting and supporting actual behavior change to reach your personal financial goals using tools and resources given to make informed decisions about your finances. This requires some discipline to follow the plan. This requires um, you to create a budget for yourself. You have to be firm and committed. Everything that works for me or someone else may not actually work for you. So don't compare yourself to anybody else and lose sight on what is to your best benefit in your household. So for example, if you are a shopper and shopping is not a part of your plan to meet your goals right now, don't go browsing because it may tempt you. Have you ever said things like, I won't take my debit card, so I won't be tempted to buy anything. I just want to go, you know, see what's out but saw something you liked at a price you thought you couldn't resist and remembered you either had a credit card or some hideaway stash and you used it. Oh, so I'm the only one that's been guilty of that. That's what y'all telling me. Well, I have been guilty of that. And so this is why I can say to you, don't even put yourself in that position. You know, take a step back and, um, make an informed decision that you're not going to step out there and create that temptation for yourself. You'll still clear because shopping is not a part of your budget. So why go into a store where that is required? So all around us and on social media, people are showing their fancy cars, mansions, jewelry, extravagant vacations, designer shoes, bags, um, things that cost sometimes other people's salary. And many times those things are rented or borrowed, but it's easy for some to get swept away into trying to keep up. You know the phrase, keeping up with the Joneses, looking the part on social media and at events while struggling behind closed doors. Just remember this as a Christian, trying to live above your means does not serve God nor further his kingdom at all. Financial wellness is ours for the taking, no matter the situation we find ourselves in currently. Our relationship with the money is all about using what we have well and by being good stewards over what we have, whether it seems to be little or much to achieve our financial wellness. So don't forget 
You can use free resources for budgeting by simply Googling free budget templates, how to template financial advisors near you, and even being able to read the reviews about financial advisors before you choose one um, from their customers. YouTube is loaded with tons of advice from, from financial advisors. So seek out that information for yourself and start yourself on this journey to financial wellness. Our affirmation for this week will be, I will achieve financial wellness because I have faith in running over and no fear of running out. Again, I will achieve a financial wellness because I have faith in running over and no fear of running out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. God, I ask that you give every listener wisdom to achieve financial wellness that we may be the lender and not the borrower. God, we thank you right now for achieving financial wellness by being good stewards over all that you have allowed us to have. God, we thank you for the prompting of the Holy Spirit to make wise decisions about our finances so that we can benefit kingdom building and always starting within the walls of our homes to be good examples of stewardship for our families and our communities. We praise and honor you, God, for your provision through your grace and your mercy. We count this prayer done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Until next time.